Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. always how it works. Like you think you have it down and then you have another kid and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing actually. Welcome to the corner cast brought to you by Kelsey's corner, a safe place for unscripted moms. My name is Kelsey Kenry and I help moms find confidence and purpose outside of motherhood. On the corner cast, you will hear real stories about the struggles of mom life, hilarious things my toddlers do, and hacks to help your life easier so you can enjoy it more. I'll cover hard topics and pull back layers you might miss while comforting you with lots of laughs along the way. I see you, I hear you, I am with you. What's up guys? Welcome back to episode two of The Corner Cast. And today we're talking all about sleep. So originally my thought was, I know that something a lot of moms struggle with is getting their kids to sleep. And so I want to talk about baby sleep, but really what I want to talk about is sleep as a whole. So before we get into this, I just want to remind you guys, I don't filter myself or my stories when I record. So headphones around children are always a good option. Okay, so let's talk about sleep because here's the thing about sleep. This is something that is a recurring struggle for a lot of people. I know that even my own kids, there was some sleep changes just within the uncomfortableness that is quarantine and any sort of like developmental leaps. It's always shows up in our sleep. And if you think about us as adults, you know, we have nights of bad sleep too. So it just makes sense to group everything together and just talk about sleep as a whole. But also I want to give you guys some ways that you can just to promote better sleep for everybody. So let me preface this by saying when we're talking about children and baby sleep, I am a schedule mom. And I'll tell you more about how I got to that place in a second. But I want you guys to know that my children are on schedules and have been on schedules since they were very young. And we thrive on structure and routine in my house. So that's how I run things. So the reason why I'm prefacing with that is because I want to make sure that I am thoughtful and careful with my words and my opinions about things, but also I'm always going to be authentic. And so when I'm talking about the way that I do things, it's the way that I do things. And the way that I do things may not be how you do things. And that's okay. So these are my opinions. These are the things that work for me and my family. And if your family is different, that's completely okay. Maybe you pick up a thing here and there that you can apply. Maybe you don't. That's okay too. So 
that being said, let me tell you about how I got really into and pretty much obsessed with sleep. So Cameron was born in 2016. And as a new mom, I didn't know much about baby sleep. I didn't do any sort of research or that's not something that people talk about except for the whole, oh, well, you're never going to sleep again, which I will say is also bullshit if you choose to have or create children that sleep. Anyways, so you know, it's just not something that was talked about. And as somebody who works with moms, new moms, expecting moms, moms that have had kids for many years, sleep has to be something that we talk about. And so I was never talked to about sleep or, you know, that some babies do sleep and some babies don't sleep. And, you know, some sleep through the night earlier and all babies are different, right? So What happened is I found myself, when Cameron was about four months old, very frustrated, honestly. As you guys know, I run a business. And so it was my first time running my business with having him at home as well. And so I was trying to navigate figuring that out. And for me, I had become so rigid, even to a fault, that anything that kind of knocked me off my schedule was very uncomfortable. And so Cameron, of course, did just that. And so he was not sleeping through the night at that point, which four months is, again, like every baby's so different. I'm not going to compare anything. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. Doesn't matter for the point of this story. So he was about four months. He was not sleeping through the night. You know, he did the thing that all babies do where it's like some naps were like 20 minutes and some naps were like three hours. And basically I was frustrated because I just never knew what I was going to get. And because of that, I found myself stuck in my house and feeling like I couldn't plan anything or go anywhere because everything revolved around, you know, I don't know if he's going to be sleeping. I don't know if he's going to be awake. I don't know if I can work during that time. And so it was just a recurring frustration. And so for me, and if you know me, you know that I'm very big on taking action. And so I was like, what can I do about this? And so that's when the research began. And so from that time, and even through Brooklyn, I worked with a couple of sleep consultants. I read books. I read articles. I did courses. I just have soaked in the information about baby sleep. And it's cool because there's many different approaches. But what I recognize is that like anything, starting habits really young makes a difference. And learning that with Cameron actually helped with Brooklyn's sleep. So we did sleep training with Cameron um, and he slept through the night after about four nights. His nap schedule was super easy. That took him a day to catch on to. So he was easy to get on a nap schedule, harder to get to sleep through the night, learned a bunch along the way. And you know, bumps here and there like any any other kid, but for the most part, just, you know, he he's slept through the night since. 
And then Brooklyn was the opposite. She slept through the night very early and was took the worst naps, which made me very frustrated again because, you know, I thought I had the handle on it with Cameron. And this is for any of you that have more than one kid. This is always how it works. Like you think you have it down and then you have another kid and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing actually. So great. (laughs) And that's, that's pretty much Brooklyn. So lots of learning and circled back and again, went back to the research, back to figuring things out and got her on a schedule. And she was finally more consistent. She was a little bit older. I think I can't remember exactly. But long story short, both the kids, I got them sleeping through the night. Both the kids are on nap schedules, still on nap schedules. Cameron goes into his room for quiet time. Sometimes he naps, sometimes he doesn't because he's four now, but he knows that that's the routine. So I share this long story combination of two children's tales of sleep because I had two different kids with two different, you know, sleep habits, but it required that I learn so much about sleep. And through all that learning, what I really learned was the importance of sleep. And that is why today I I really want you to take away that sleep has to be prioritized. If there's anything that you take away from this episode today, it's that. Your sleep has to be a priority. As moms, it's the first thing that we take away from. Like after our kids go to bed, that we stay up too late, we're drinking wine, not we because I don't do that. If you do, that's your thing. That's not my thing. So it's just, that's the, that's the place that we take away from. And it has to be prioritized. Sleep is so important for our brain health and for just our overall health. To be honest with you, it's when recovery occurs. It's, you know, our sleep has to be more important than we make it. And I understand that we want to stay up and we want time for ourselves. And I get all of that, but we just have to be better about scheduling our time during the day or scheduling times to where we can refill our cups. Because here's the thing, sleep is self-care. And again, I've talked about this so many times, but self-care is not just the frilly pretty things. Self-care is things that are helpful to us in the moment, but also more than anything, long-term. Making doctor's appointments, going to the dentist, sleep. Like this is when your brain recovers. This is when your body recovers. You can regulate your emotions better. Most moms that are struggling with patience with their kids, there's a lot of moving parts here. But a big thing that I've recognized is a lack of sleep. Because your kids go to bed and then you're staying up for like three hours after your kids go to bed and then they're waking you up in the morning and it's just, you're not getting enough sleep. So all of that being said, if there's anything you take away from this episode today, please prioritize your sleep. Not everybody needs eight hours, but it's a good average to shoot for. I myself have a sleep schedule. Like my sleep schedule is nine to five. 
I get up at five every day except for Sunday. So every night except Saturday night, I'm in bed at nine o'clock. And yes, does it does it vary if I have, you know, something that happens or I have to work on something? Of course, it's still life. But I would say 97% of the time I am in bed by nine o'clock. And because of that, I think that it rolls over into so many other things. And that's, again, why sleep has to be prioritized. Because if we are not getting the sleep that we need, we cannot function to the best of our ability. And I actually talk about this in my book, Below the Surface, that is coming out September 6th, by the way. It just rolls over into so many things. Rolls over into our emotions. It rolls over into our recovery with our bodies, just it's important for your overall health physically and mentally. And I'm going to repeat this over and over again because I just really need you guys to understand the importance of sleep. So that being said, my kids are on a sleep schedule. I'm on a sleep schedule. And sleep is so important because it helps us to regulate our emotions and it allows us to recover. And so if you can regulate your emotions better, that turns into being a better mom, being a better partner, all of those things. And that's why I say it's not just about sleep. It seems easy in the moment to stay up later, oh, I'm going to watch one more show or whatever it is that's keeping you up. Okay, I'm scrolling on my phone. It's, you know, midnight, whatever. It seems easy in that moment to where it's like, okay, you know, now just go to sleep and then kids wake me up early and then it's on repeat. But it doesn't have to be that way because if you get the sleep that you need, you're going to feel more energetic. You're going to be more productive. You're going to be more emotionally regulated. So you're going to feel like you can respond to harder situations in a way that you might actually want to respond. And if you think about this, it's the same for our children. So one of the things that I learned in all the sleep research was obviously the development of the brain in our children. And if our children don't get the sleep that they need, then that can affect their development. And so that was really what kind of made me really stick it out when it was hard or when I had to leave my kids crying or when I felt like a bad mom. And luckily, it's one of those things that there's a million different ways to do it. I'm not saying you have to leave your kids crying. I'm not saying you have to sleep train your kids. Whatever's the best way that you feel about getting your kids the sleep that they need because they do need the sleep. However you want to make that happen, that's up to you. But they do need it for their development. And if you think about how you are when you're tired, you're probably cranky. You're probably not getting the things done that you want to. You're probably frustrated. You're probably like having tantrums, like our kids are the same way. Nobody feels good when they don't get enough sleep. That's the truth of it. And so if you get the sleep that you need, you're going to recover better and you'll be able to be happier. You'll be able to handle situations better. You'll be able to be more productive. It's just really important for you to get the sleep that you need, but also for your children to get the sleep that they need. Eric and I always talk about it when we go to Disney because we live, since we recently moved last year, we live only like an hour and a half from Disney, which is super cool. And <laughs> we see kids that are like 
losing their shit at Disney all the time, which is like, that sucks. Like you pay all this money to go on vacation and like kids are going to, when they're out of their routine, out of their environment, they're going to test the boundaries. That's just what they do. And so, yes, every time we travel with our kids, like they're going to lose their shit at some point. We know this. If you've traveled with your kid, you know this. But one of the things that we do when we go to Disney is that we will go to a park in the morning and then we leave and we go back to our hotel so our kids can take naps and then we go back in the afternoon. And for some people, it's like, why, you know, when you're there, you want to get the most time there. And I'm like, I see that. And if that's your thing, go for it. But for me, I would rather miss that two hours at the park (laughs) and have kids that aren't tantruming and like losing their minds at 5 p.m. because they've been awake since seven or six or whatever. That's just my take on it. And so that's just something that we do. We just prioritize sleep as a family. And of course, it's like anything when you're structured or you're a little bit rigid or a lot rigid like me, some people don't like that. You know, it's like, well, here, we're doing this thing at this time. And I'm like, I can't come. Like, that's during this time. I can come later. I can come earlier. Like, those kinds of things. But for me, it's a good balance because I can sleep and get the sleep that I need because my kids are sleeping. And it also allows me to run my business. When my kids are napping, I'm talking to clients. My kids are sleeping right now while I'm recording this. So I can schedule my life, which is originally why I dived into sleep because I was tired of being frustrated. And so if you're tired of being frustrated, and this is with anything, if you're tired of being frustrated, what are you frustrated about and what action can you take? And for me, it was like, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, what can I control in this situation? And so that's what I figured out. And that's what we have to do anytime that we're frustrated or upset about a situation is figure out, you know, what what move can we make? And so for us, we became a family that prioritized sleep. And that's just who we are. Some people don't like it and that's okay because it works for us. And that's why I said at the beginning this, whatever works for your family, awesome, do it. It's like, you know, I've seen stuff in mom groups to where it's like people are judging each other because of how their kids sleep and whatever. I don't care how other people's kids sleep. I'm just telling you how my kids sleep and I'm telling you why. And I'm telling you the benefits that I see for myself and my children. So you take what you want from it. So let me tell you guys in all of this ways that you can just promote good sleep. So whether you go the schedule route or not, that's up to you. But just some things that can be helpful. So one of the things that works for babies, children, adults, all of us, white noise. Use the white noise. We started sleeping with white noise. I can't even remember now, but we still sleep with white noise. It's not something that we stopped just because the kids weren't in our rooms anymore. And my kids still sleep with white noise. So there's a lot of science behind the use of white noise, but it does promote better sleep. So there's, let me back up actually. There's three things that I would suggest if you are pregnant or you have a baby that is not sleeping, there's three things that might give you a place to start. One is white noise. Two is swaddling. Obviously, if your baby is not rolling, 
The third is blackout curtains. So darkness, white noise, swaddle. Babies learn routine very, very early on. And so like when the white noise goes on, when the lights go out and when they're in a dark place, they're like, oh, that signals their brain. It's time for sleep. It's the same for us adults. That's why they say don't watch TV in your bed. Don't lay on your phone in your bed. Make your bed a place for sleep and sex and that's it. Seriously. I've had clients take their TVs out of their bedrooms. We have a TV in our bedroom. We don't even turn it on. It's not the place for that. So our brains know. They pick that up. And so if you can start that, like when we travel with our kids... They've been able to sleep wherever we go because we bring a pack and play. We have something called a snooze shade, which is incredible. goes over the pack and play and makes it dark and white noise. And it's the same environment, right? Dark, white noise, obviously not swaddling at this point. But so swaddle, white noise, and um, blackout curtains are what I always suggest to like new moms or my pregnant moms because that's I learned that from having Cameron and that's what we did for Brooklyn and she slept through the night very early on. So we were lucky. And so obviously along with that, these are things that you can use for yourself as well. Not the swaddling. I mean, unless you like to be swaddled, you're into that sort of thing. Sure. I can't imagine that it would be very comfortable, but Hey, whatever. Anyways, blackout curtains and white noise. And I will say for children and adults, our brains do recognize timing too. So if you have some sort of routine and you can go to sleep and wake up around the same times, you're likely going to sleep better. So that's what I have for you guys on sleep today. I hope that this is helpful. I hope you prioritize your sleep. And when there is bumps in the road, as there always will be, you just navigate through and you figure out what can you do. Like Cameron using every toys in his room and books in his room to unlock his door and come out at like four in the morning. That was a really fun transition. All sorts of things that we go through as moms. But hey, it was a good reminder that when my children don't get the sleep that they need, they are not the same children. So I encourage you to prioritize your sleep. I encourage you to create a sleep environment for yourself and your children that promotes sleep, aka darkness and white noise. And again, it has to be prioritized because if we stop looking at it as, oh yeah, like I have to go to sleep at some point, that's cool. How about we look at it as this is something that my body and my mind really has to have and therefore I'm going to make it happen. And so I'm going to put my phone away. Actually, speaking of phones, if you have an iPhone, this is like a little side hack for you. If you have an iPhone and you go into your clock, there is something called bedtime And you can set your sleeping hours in there. So like I have mine set from nine to five and it will alert you 15 minutes before your bedtime. And so that's when I put my phone away. So it's a nice little reminder. It just pops up on your screen and it's a nice little reminder 
So that way, you know, you can do a little bedtime routine. So for me, that goes off. I put my phone away, wash my face, brush my teeth, and then get in, in bed with a book. That's my little little hack there for you if you're struggling with a consistent bedtime for yourself. As always, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. But I know that many things affect our sleep, stress, anxiety. And so if you can alleviate some of the pressures and some of the unknowns by at least having a good environment and having some sort of structure around your sleep, I guarantee that you will feel better. And all of us want more sleep. All of us want to feel better. So it's something that we can all use. So I hope that this is helpful for you guys today. And let me know what else you guys want to hear from me here. And I'll talk to you next week. And remember, I see you, I hear you, and I am with you. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.